0: to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Sophie Bertrand, registered nutritionist.
1: And I'm Barry Struckhoff, registered dietitian. And we are here with Ellen Cartwright of My Name's Ellen. Hey, hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Please introduce yourself to everyone. Tell us what you do, who you are.
0: Okay. Um, so as Barry said, my name's Ellen and I am a graphic designer by day. And um, I have recently joined the Instagram game as a mental health self-care blogger, I suppose. And yeah, I know Barry from, uh, we used to work together. So we met maybe, what, about three, four years ago?
1: When I first time moved ago. to the UK. Um, when was that? Like September 2016.
0: Um, wow. So like four, nearly four years ago.
1: Yeah, actually, um, funny story I like went into the shop that we met in and I was like oh are you guys hiring and Ellen just like looked at me. <laughs> and she goes no and I basically walked out of the store and then um I found it a... hold up hold up and then I found I an online say... position. No. <laughs> yeah
0: so I said and I said because I had no idea that we were actually hiring and you came in and you said oh like I'm from New York I'm looking for a part-time job and I said oh it's amazing unfortunately we're not at the moment but look on the website and albeit you went onto the website that evening, saw that we were hiring, came into the shop the next day and me and my manager were in. Oh no, wait, did you have your interview?
1: Yeah. I like had an interview the same day I applied. It was like really quick. Um, and basically a week later I started working and Ellen was like, I'm sorry. I, it's not that I didn't (laughs) want you to get the job. Yeah.
0: It wasn't like I didn't want you to get the job because I genuinely didn't know, but it was so awkward when you came in for your interview because my manager said, "Oh yeah, we're interview, we're interviewing for a part timer," and I was like, "Oh amazing, that's so weird because this girl came in on Sunday and was like wanted a job," um, and then when you came in in the morning, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so embarrassing."
1: <laughs> but well. it all worked out fine, didn't
0: it? Mm, yeah, it did. Yeah, and Ellen actually did the branding for Sophie's Healthy Kitchen.
1: I did
0: know. <laughs> yeah so that was when was that I suppose that was a couple of years ago now wasn't yeah. it yeah it was I think Barry you were in New York at the time maybe. yeah
1: could have been yeah you yeah. did mine before I went away to New York and then you did Sophie yeah years. I
0: saw Barry's and I was like who did it they yeah to be mine. yeah yeah and you and I remember because like you were actually my first client I think I had two two of my first clients it was you and then this um decorating company that my other half like put me forward for um yeah and I remember meeting you on Skype and I was sitting in my living room on the floor yeah it was, feels like so long ago I
1: know crazy so you used to do kind of like designing branding like as a graphic designer and now you've kind of switched right so yeah like what, what has that journey kind of been like
0: yeah so I suppose like when I when I finished uni I kind of wanted to um sort of help entrepreneurs like like brand themselves and create this uh a consistent visual identity for them so almost just help them like set up their businesses and look professional sort of like from the off like and appeal to their ideal clients and things like that and I think i made a pretty bold move like coming out of university and trying to do that myself straight away not necessarily with like a lot of experience and it wasn't that you know like I didn't like it but it was a very bold move and I think I put myself under a hell of a lot of pressure to succeed straight away mm. and I guess like a lot of people do that I suppose like when you want to like start your own business and it is it is this element of I'm working so hard and I'm putting all this effort in why am I not seeing a return yet and obviously the that is like reality. Not every like small business is going to take off straight away. Um, and I think it was probably maybe like six months after, and this and I remember Baz, because you were, you were in New York at the time. And I don't think, cause I know you were struggling a little bit while you were in New York and I was struggling at the same time. We didn't really like cross paths and sort of talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I think over that six months, my mental health just kind of like deteriorated quite quickly. Um, and I actually remember like going to the doctors and like having a conversation about it and my doctor, she was amazing. And she said, you know, I think that actually you are putting a lot of pressure on yourself. You know, you are trying to make it quite quickly when, um, you know, and and this is like, like, like I said, it was a very bold move. So I kind of put branding and my own business to one side and started working where I still am. So I've been, um, working on a brand team for a frozen food company for over a year now. And I kind of put branding to the side and just wanted to focus like on myself, on my mental health. And I guess like in that time, I just learned a lot more about my anxiety and how to sort of deal with it. And that's why I kind of like put it to the side. Not that I would never pick it up again because I absolutely loved it. And I do really enjoy like branding and like, helping other people. But yeah, just I suppose at the time it just wasn't the right move for me, if you like. I think that was really amazing that you recognised it wasn't actually serving you mentally as much as you kind of mm. loved the idea of it. It just wasn't kind of fulfilling you in life as much as you needed it to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I did put myself under a lot of pressure because I'm I'm also like in my life at the moment. There's there's things that I want to achieve and I can be quite impatient. So, yeah, I can not um, yeah, like not seeing results straight away is quite it. It sounds really weird to say out loud and I don't want to come across as like really like bringing you down or anything. But it does make you feel like you're failing because you're not. And I guess that imposter syndrome comes in as well. And I don't know if you guys ever experienced this, but you see other people on Instagram that look like they're succeeding and they're doing really well. But in retrospect, that's not necessarily What like their life is like? No, I I know people on Instagram that look like they have this amazing successful life, and behind the camera, they're they're literally normal people who are having the same struggles as other people. Yeah, Instagram is terrible for being a highlight reel. I actually love Instagram, and a lot of my business comes through Instagram, and I connect with so many people on it. But I do try and share elements of my life that aren't perfect because I I don't want people looking at my page being like, oh, she has it all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I technically. Think, I think that a lot of um, issues with this is that people who do kind of have this like perfect life on Instagram make everyone think that they can have that as well really quickly. Mm. And so like, yeah. oh, I'll just do this and then I'll be super successful. And you start to kind of think that, oh, I could do that as well, and you jump right into it head first. And like you said, like if you don't get those immediate results, it can feel like you're failing because you're comparing yourself to those individuals. But we don't know what went on behind closed doors to get them to the place that they're at. And we kind of miss that whole element. And then we start judging by the amount of likes or the follows that you get. And that doesn't define your worth or it doesn't define, there's no correlation between if I work X hard, I'll get this much recognition. Um, on Instagram, that's not like how the algorithm works. So I think that a lot of people can get really down really quickly um, if they don't see that immediate return. I think that's one of the big downsides of just Instagram businesses. Like, so if yours is taking you years to do and you put in so much work into it off Instagram, like all your training and, you know, masters and CPDs and things like that, it's not always conveyed. Like if you just look at-
0: my Instagram page is like a 10% reflection of what I do.
1: <laughs> right. But if yeah, someone definitely. found it, they might be like, oh, well, I'll do it. Like, it, it's just hard. Like, it's impossible to represent everything that you do in life, like, mm. into an Instagram page. And I think that's where people kind of, they see success and they think they can emulate it. But
0: yeah,
1: it's not like you're a registered nutritionist. You're not an influencer
0: yeah I know I really you know I mean? don't like being referred to as an influencer my sister's boyfriend <laughs> called me an influencer the other day and I'm like I'm a qualified professional thank you yeah
1: you're you're a registered nutritionist there's
0: anything wrong with being an influencer but like I've studied so hard that I'd like to be labeled my tight my professional title
1: <laughs> totally so yeah I think that we can see success on Instagram and try and jump right into it but like you said Ellen, like there's so much that goes on. We don't just see what goes on behind closed doors for a lot of these people. And then if we don't hit it off right away, it can feel like we're failing.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think before, before I even started like doing branding and things like that, there I always found myself comparing, there was always a comparison in the sense of like, oh, why don't I look like her? Or like, you know, what, why want I eating as well as she is? And all of that stuff. But I didn't, realize actually that that comparison can translate through anything and even to the point like where you are trying to build a business and you're following other small businesses online and you do start comparing the followers you start comparing the likes and then you think well I'm, I'm getting maybe I might get more likes than someone else on a post but why aren't I getting any work do you, do you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. I didn't realize how how that state of mind could translate through any sort of walk of life yeah. Do you know what this like pandemic's really made me think about as well is that like obviously it's affected me in different ways but like I'm always going to have something that other people aren't going to have and I kept looking at other people being like you know they've got to have this and they got to have that. Um, I'll just put it out there like I've had to postpone my wedding because of it and I was like why does everyone else get like a wedding day and I don't but like I have so much in my life that other people don't have. Mm. But on that though like which which is which is a totally fair point but you know everything that you are feeling is totally valid so even though and and I've said this to myself over the past couple of weeks like yes I'm still employed like I'm, I'm in a really fortunate position that I'm still employed and you know I've still um I'm still like living at home with my parents I'm still surrounded like my boyfriend's living with me just for other reasons and but that doesn't necessarily mean that if I'm, I shouldn't be struggling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I find it really, really difficult to find the balance between being grateful for what I have, but also striving for more. (laughs) Yeah. Anyone else ever feel like that? Yeah. All the time. Because I feel guilty if I'm not constantly grateful, but like at the same time, like, am I not allowed to complain about things that have gone wrong? (laughs) Of course you are. Of course you are. (laughs) Because it's...
1: Oh, go ahead, Ellen. Sorry.
0: it's just someone said this to me the other day um which like really resonated with me and we were we were having a chat about like my mental state and like i've i've been struggling over the past couple of weeks just because of the whole situation and they said to me you know this isn't your life like this is this isn't your usual life it's just a really shitty chapter so mm-hmm. you you will get to the next one whenever you know things start getting back to normal at some point that'll be your next chapter but this is stuff that you're not used to and everyone has their own life and they we're all going through a really shitty chapter so whatever you are feeling is t- is totally valid yeah I love
1: that yeah ready, ready
0: for the next chapter
1: yeah. <laughs> my dad <laughs> always says that he always says it's a really really long life like we feel in the moment that this is so um like you, it's hard to think in the long term but, like, mm-hmm. I remember when I was home in New York and I was just, like, so miserable. Like, I wanted to be with Mark. I wanted to be with Oscar. I wanted to have the right to work. I just, like, wanted to work and pay taxes. Who would have thought? Um, <laughs> but it just, like, we, I wasn't able to do that. And it's kind of similar to um, lockdown in the sense that I wanted to do XYZ, but, like, the world's forces wouldn't let me. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it does feel quite similar to the situation now. And my dad was just like, this is only short term. Like, it's a very, very long life. Like, you have so much time in your future. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to remember that because you're so sucked in in the now. And then it's like, we should be in the now. We should be in the present. But just mm-hmm. reminding yourself that, like, things aren't permanent and they can change um, quite quickly. And there's still loads of time in the future to enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, I'd be really interested, Ellen, to know how and what moment you thought, okay, I'm gonna start doing this Instagram and creating these amazing creative little <laughs> images that inspire people every day. Um, do you know what? I think I think once I started working full time and i I'd, I'd been off Instagram for a while, like I'd flicked on to obviously like look at your guys' profiles and like a few other people that I follow. And because in that time, like I sort of like learned a lot more about my mental health and then I sort of saw it, I was able to see it change, like, and become more positive. I then started looking for that on social media and I found some pages that really inspired me. So there's a few other artists that I follow that were doing, that are doing a similar thing. And I really, really liked it. And it just really resonated with me me, and I thought they're doing such a good job and when I now go on onto my Instagram instead of having that imposter syndrome and that comparison every day, it was, I feel really uplifted. That was really nice. And I hadn't, I hadn't had that from Instagram for quite a long time, just because I think I was in that sort of mindset of, of comparing everything and like not, not feeling good about it. And I thought, I really, I really want to give this a go. Like I kind of want to do the same thing, but with my own spin on it and create my own visual identity and do something different that I hadn't seen before, sort of like in my own way. So I suppose a lot, a lot of the other artists that I follow, they are purely artwork. They don't really like photograph themselves or anything like that. Whereas I quite like doing photography and, and all of that stuff. So I kind of wanted to have like a bit of a balance. So people, if, if anyone did follow me, they would know who yeah. I, who I am and sort of what I do and I contemplated it for a really long time and Barry you all know this because every time I'd be like oh I really want to do this and you were (laughs) my cheerleader from like the dot day dot and um I finally like plucked up the courage and I think it was at the end of last year I started posting again um yeah and it just and it just felt really good and it was just this different feeling with social media than it was previously and it's just been so different yeah
1: It's so much more authentic to who you are. And I think that when you are completely authentic and you produce things that you enjoy as well, one, it just performs so much better because it's so natural and it's not forced. And it's just like, you can, you can get that sense as like your audience knows that this is just you and it it just feels so nice to see. Um, And then also it, you don't have that, maybe that negative relationship with the posts and things because it's it's what you love. And I think that that's where the difference comes from Um, and really showcasing things that you love to do and love to enjoy it. You can get that sense from looking at, I just choked my words, from looking at your page. (laughs) Yeah, Like you can just see that like you are like, I don't know, it's so bright and colorful and I just feel like you get that sense of enjoyment and happiness. Um, It it really just shines through your artwork and things like that. And um, I love it.
0: It does. I get so much positive energy looking at your page, honestly. You guys, going to make me cry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I feel like that's yeah. like what we should all be doing. Like you, you should post things that make you happy and you should post things that give you energy and hopefully other people can get energized from it. And I think that yeah. that's a big lesson that we could all take from it. Like, yeah, you want to be relatable. And if you're going through a hard time, like put that out there, like that's the mm-hmm. whole point. But how can we do it in a way that inspires others um to gather with us? And I think yeah. that that's something that you've done really well, Ellen, is that, you know, it is about mental health. And you do say like if you have bad days, that's okay, kind of thing and to share those. But you do it in a way that inspires instead of like has a negative spit on it. Do you know what I mean?
0: yeah and that was kind of the the sort of vibe that I was going for because I do I do sometimes get a bit concerned where I think oh is my Instagram just a highlight reel like you said earlier Sophie but I do try and I do try and bring those bring those things into light like when I'm having a bad day or like I'm feeling particularly anxious or like things that have helped me in the past or like helping me currently Mm. but I also want it to be like it to brighten people's day as opposed to bringing people down because sometimes you know like if you know if you're having a bad day and I tell you oh I'm having a bad day as well there is an element of oh okay I'm not alone but it could take you further down into that space which is what I don't want I want to like lift people up especially now um yeah so that is that is kind of my vibe yeah but I feel like it's nice because you also kind of speak from experience it's almost that's why I think people love and relate to your page because they're like you know Ellen might have suffered but she's used this little quote like positive affirmation to just pick her up a little bit so that's helped me as well
1: yeah yeah amazing um so one of my favorite um posts that you've ever done and one that um you can buy on your Etsy print shop is (laughs) your simple self-care recipe I'm holding it up now in the zoom obviously um our listeners can't we'll, see it we'll do a um a link on the show notes <laughs> yes or we can even like post it on the forking wellness repost it on the forking wellness. Oh, let's stage. do that yeah we'll, um, we'll, 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 but we'll, it yeah. says like a simple self-care recipe and you kind of have like the things that go into it and they say mix well and consume often and i actually <laughs> love this message that you know one like self uh simple self-care like it doesn't have to be complicated and you can just no, do simple no. things to make you feel good put it all together do it often and just like get this positive positivity into your life. Um, And I just love this. And I wanted to talk about this a bit more. Like, where did this come from? Like, do you have a self-care recipe?
0: Not myself. I think, again, like I've learned over like the past few months, like what self-care is for me. And I think everyone is totally different. The reason I looked into doing some artwork for self-care is because I'd seen, again, on Instagram, people associating self-care with spending money and that Mm. didn't really make me feel very good and I think you know everyone is totally different and I think if you define self-care as going and having a spa weekend like hats off to you I wish I had your life but it's not real for me you know so again I didn't want there to be that pressure of someone who's trying to practice self-care and take care of themselves wanting to go and do these things that they can't afford and they can't do it so therefore they can't practice self-care. It's almost like that vicious cycle that I didn't want anyone to sort of get into. And I think self-care as a a whole is just looking after yourself and doing it on a regular basis. So that's where the recipe sort of came from. I actually talk a lot about this with my clients because self-care is huge and obviously looking after your overall well-being. And like you said, a lot of the time people think you have to spend money. So I normally help them kind of develop a list of things that don't involve spending money. Yeah, even though my favorite thing to do is have a massage. (laughs) I thought you were going to say the favorite. My favorite thing to do is spend money. (laughs) Oh no, no! (laughs) I actually hate spending money. Like I'm one of those people who won't spend it unless I really feel necessary. But I do find massages personally quite necessary.
1: Yeah. yeah and I think that self-care can be a mix of like things that you know make you feel good um that are obviously like free like you have like an ounce mm-hmm. of fresh air on it which I love like just getting out like Usha especially air is now everything. yeah especially now like that's basically mm-hmm. all we have a yeah. <laughs> just being able to get outside is great but like I love to get my nails done as well and to me that's like a self-care thing so like it mm-hmm. is it 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 looks different for everyone. It Um, does,
0: because, like, I would so much rather do my own nails than spend money on getting someone else to do them.
1: Right. And that's something that's personal to me, but I don't really like getting massages because I don't like to be touched because I'm really ticklish. That is
0: so weird. Barry, (laughs) we're so different. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm actually the most ticklish person in the world and it's really really hard for me to differentiate what's a massage and what's being tickled like you have to apply such brutal force where actually I'm in pain and that's the only way that it's not ticklish for me so for me a massage isn't great because then I'm like it's just I don't want to be hurt like I'm not going to pay for someone to hurt my back so I just like will stay clear (laughs)
0: I'm totally with you on this though because I remember this was years ago me and Ollie went and had like a spa day and we had a massage and I'd never had one before and they didn't put when they were doing it they didn't put enough pressure on my spine and I was crying with laughter I was so embarrassed oh so I totally get it I was and
1: born yeah. to be pampered <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> I just like and then I can't relax because I'm like shaking to like because it's just like so ticklish I'm like shimmying <laughs> the whole massage because like i yes. just like I don't like it um so yeah it does look super different on everyone but for me um and I think self-care has definitely changed in the age of lockdown so things that I would never Mm. think of as being self-care before and I've voiced this to both of you like brushing your hair like (laughs) that's not self like six months ago that wasn't self-care that was just like something that you did before you left the house whereas Mm. now because we're not really leaving the house and we're more in our own personal space like I don't have to brush my hair at all like I don't have to like anyone seeing me, but like if you do, it kind of makes you feel a bit better about yourself and when you feel a bit more just like energized. And so that is actually self care now, but before it was just like something that you did. Do you know Mm. what I mean? I think it's
0: still something that I do.
1: Oh, maybe that's the routine,
0: Literally, Literally oh me and could not be like, <laughs> more different with our preferences. I just wouldn't like. It's part of my routine. I get up and brush my hair like in the morning and before bed.
1: I actually can go a full week without brushing my hair. Like I'll do my that hair. it stresses and I, me so much. It's because I have like such curly, frizzy hair um that once I do it, it holds. And if I start to brush it, it'll like poof out. So actually, Ah, um, I haven't brushed my hair since Friday, today's Sunday. Um, so that's quite normal. And that was a bad example because like, it's just my hair type. Like I can't brush it um, because it's curly, but things like, I don't know, like when you see, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but like maybe six months ago, it used to get me like, not annoyed, but like when people would be like, today is self care Sunday and I'm going to start by washing my face. And I'd be like, is that (laughs) self-care or is that personal hygiene? I don't actually know. But now I completely understand it because you don't have to wash your face because you're not leaving the house and that makes you feel good. So maybe now it is self-care. But like, it's just weird how like self-care, the definition has changed in lockdown because things that make you feel good that are no longer part of your routine, your everyday routine, because you don't need to do it anymore. Yeah,
0: -hmm. certainly. Yeah. I'm gonna be super honest and say that I I it hasn't really changed for me because all the stuff that you just said, like I just do anyway.
1: Oh no, I, I still wash my face every morning. Like yeah. that has for <laughs>
0: but, but me. But like, you know, and like some people and this is totally fine if people do this, they're like stay in their pyjamas all day. I just can't do that. Okay, Barry's got a hand up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just but meant but mentally for me, if I would stay in my pajamas all day, it wouldn't make me feel good. so yeah I know myself and what I need to do to make me more productive and like feel better about myself but some people I guess like Barry are comfortable and happy in their pajamas
1: I'm still in my shirt I slept in
0: Oh my God, Bows. See, I'm with you, Sophie. Like,
1: I can't, I can't.
0: Unless, like, you know, I said to myself, do you know what? I am going to have a lazy day. I am going to chill out in front of Netflix for the entire day. I'm just going to have a clean pair of PJs on or stay in the ones but shower later. Like, I can't get stuff done. Like, I don't feel motivated. So. I do have to get up and like wash and get
1: dressed sorry Barry (laughs) no I mean like I still wash my face and brush my teeth I still put on deodorant I'm in a different pair of like bottoms that I slept in but like I just haven't gotten that far yet like after this podcast I'll probably get dressed for the day but it's still like a lazy morning for me um yeah but yeah I don't see like that doesn't bother me I could still get stuff done um but yeah things have definitely become a bit more slothy in lockdown oh, I think
0: yeah, it just proves yeah how different everyone's self-care is as well
1: <laughs> yeah definitely so if you had yeah. to say like what your um self-care recipe is would it be exactly what's on the card so um an ounce of fresh air a spoonful of creativity a sprinkle of kindness which I love and that's something we could definitely talk oh, about yeah. how like Um, being kind to others and kind of helping others makes you feel so much better. So like, spreading Joy. And we should always do that. Um, A sprig of, or two of support in the dollop of self love. So is that like what you do to be your best self?
0: No. (laughs) Um, And the reason, the reason I say this is just because my self care is kind of like a different things that I do that I know will make me feel better. So I think, generally that recipe makes up self-care but that might it might be so the the ounce of fresh air for me is going on a walk like it's not going out for a run or doing a workout outside or sitting in the garden with a glass of wine actually no I'm going to change that it might be sitting outside <laughs> with my wine but you know it can I think it can relate in different in different ways and like self-love as well how do you show yourself you know how do you how do you do self-love and it's a similar thing so for me getting fresh air like going outside for a walk is like my number one um and that is something that makes that does make a difference and makes me feel really good the second thing is coming off a screen Mm -hmm. just because I'm on my laptop like day in day out both for work and my own stuff so coming off a screen and giving myself a break um is a really good thing to do um what else do I do I am so obsessed with skincare it's unreal so I would do set time aside not necessarily are, we, are you Sophie yeah obsessed with skincare. Obsessed, like absolutely love like me and Ash did a face mask the other night oh, I dreamy. love sitting in front of the mirror like massaging my own face yeah so like that is something that I will try and set aside time for like during the week this isn't something every day that I'll do because I just don't have the time um and then getting creative for me obviously because I'm a graphic designer I have to try and be creative day in day out so that might be I might translate that and do something different whether I draw or I paint or you know I I do something else not really sure and then the whole kindness thing is trying to just practice being kind to yourself which is such a difficult thing for me to do and Barry you will know this down to a T because I tell you this all the time but trying to like talk yourself into being nicer to yourself and giving yourself a compliment and telling things that you know it will be okay and all that stuff and that's I think that's a bit of a learning curve yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah, I think like I don't know what that quote is but like you have to learn to love yourself because it's the longest relationship that you'll have or whatever that is I could have totally botched that but it It is about like it sounds good. Thanks. Yeah. Um like if you can't love yourself then how can you expect other people to love you? And I think again that takes a really long time. Um and not everyone is you know really good at it. And I think that you know especially in my life like there's points where I felt down and like um then I have to like learn to pick myself up. Mm-hmm. And I think that does take practice. But like you said I do think it's so important because if you can't do that then the other things you're going to do aren't going to be truly self-care if that makes sense it has yeah. to come yeah. out of a place of love and a place yeah. of kindness and things like that
0: yeah. yeah and i mean ultimately i think with self-care it's it again like we said it is totally unique to each person and it's practicing something that is gonna benefit your mind benefit your body and purely just take care of yourself do you know yeah. what i mean
1: Yeah. so yeah. So yours would definitely be like a walk in the country. Like I, like you mm-hmm. live in such like a nice, like quite similar to Sophie actually in like the country and the, the fields and things like that.
0: Yeah. Um, I love it.
1: Some creativity. So for you, it's yeah. like design and things like that or painting or mm-hmm. something. And then um, your skincare routine.
0: Absolutely. And also I forgot to mention again, like cooking, like cooking from scratch, I love which that. can be, which can be a bit of a, like a, a ball
1: ache, but. It yeah, does get good it's also very creative, like I know people don't yeah. think so, but like it is a form of creativity um yeah, so in, like I'm not the most creative or I don't think I'm the most creative person because I tend to be more analytical and logical in my thinking um and more scientific, but I think the way that I express creativity is through cooking, which is weird because you Fine. still. Follow kind of like a recipe or a pattern, so I'm still using that like analytical mind, but I'm putting my own creative spin on it, so I think, for yeah. me, that's how I get creative, and it's the same with my knitting. like that's my creative outlet, but I still follow a pattern because I'm not in the creative mindset to just make things up because that's not my personality. So it's finding ways to get creative that's still mapped with your personality.:
0: Yeah. but also for you, your knitting is creative as well. Oh, I fucking love my knitting. Even though, yeah, you made even though you're that's bloody creative. Though. Yeah, it's so Yeah, creative. but
1: it's not my pattern. Do you know what I mean? But I like being no. creative. But I can't come up. Like that's not. But I mean, like recipe development is something that I can do. That's quite creative and things like that. But I think creativity looks very different on everyone. So yeah, for anyone listening who thinks, "Oh, I'm not creative. I can't draw. I can't paint. Like I literally can't hold a pen." Like that's mm-hmm. not my creative outlet, but you can find creative outlets that are more suitable to you. So things like cooking, things like knitting, um, or just like my mom, like has the most amazing garden in the world. And that's her creative outlet. Like how does she mm-hmm. plant these things and what are they going to look like? And, you know, then taking the ingredients and bringing them into the kitchen. And what does that look like to me? That's a very creative outlet. Yeah. yeah. But to the normal I person, think I- they may not think so.
0: Yeah, but I do think your knitting is quite creative because even though it is somebody else's pattern, you're choosing the wool that you're using, right? You're using different colours, and you are
1: doing is so colourful. It's I love it.
0: I really like it. But you know that that is creative because you've also learnt a new skill. You didn't know how to do that before, Mm. so I think that is creative. But you could also use that again, you know, like with a colouring book. Would you say colouring is creative? Absolutely, but it's not your pattern. It's not your design but you're still getting creative.
1: Yes. Right. I know. You're doing something I, different. I think you should make a coloring book and sell it on I, your Etsy shop as well.
0: I have thought about this before. Oh, that's such a good idea. You should take <laughs> next venture. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, baby. So if, like,
1: so if your like creativity is so you're baking, yeah. like you oh, never yeah. even have a recipe, you just make it up as you go. And to me, that's like an area yeah. of creativity that I would never be able to do.
0: I literally can't remember the last time I followed a recipe for anything I made. <laughs> <laughs> that's I amazing. make
1: it up as I go along and I write it down
0: as I'm going. And then if it works out, I'll share it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's like an unconventional area of creativity that probably, and you might be more cognizant of it, but that is self-care because you enjoy doing it so much mm-hmm. and it brings you so much joy and then you get joy of like making it and eating it
0: i was gonna say i think there's something really special about making something from scratch and then enjoying it i just yeah, think that's totally. like really comforting
1: yeah and it also yeah, like it shows you like appreciation because you've done it yeah. from start to scratch and then you like appreciate it
0: mm-hmm. totally so how often does everyone practice self-care you're yeah, often enough <laughs> <laughs> i would I say think- i would i think i do it a few times a week Enough to keep me like feeling like I'm looking after myself.
1: Yeah, I think there's elements that I do every day. Like I get out for a walk every day. So that's like a self-care thing. But then that's kind of just built in my to my routine that mm. I don't always see it as self-care. I just see it as like lunchtime. But yeah, that is self-care. And then there's obviously things that I do that take more time that maybe mm. it's like a once a week thing as opposed to like an everyday thing.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I think it's different like levels of self-care because to a degree we all practice self-care every day because you know we're getting up and getting dressed and feeding ourselves yeah that's kind of self-care.
1: yeah you're showing yourself love I guess and if you're brushing your hair and you never used to or whatever etc (laughs) self-care hashtag (laughs) self-care
0: I don't know I I think you're right and there's there's things that you can practice every day that even if it is just like for 10 minutes or a daily walk especially now but I suppose like the other things, like if you were, you know, relax in a bath or something, I wouldn't be able to do that every day just because of time and that sort of thing. Mm. So, I would love to have a bath. I don't have a bath in my house. We only have a shower. Yeah. I know it's so upsetting and I really miss because I love having baths with like mm-hmm. salts and stuff. But there we go. And bubbles. Yeah. Oh no, no I hate that. Bu- I hate, I hate bubbles. <laughs> Soapy. <laughs> I know, sorry. It's just like <laughs> salts and oils, no bubbles. <laughs> Oh, that's a shame. Yeah.
1: Do you like bath bombs? Are those bubbly?
0: No, I don't like bath bombs. I don't like a multicolored bath. Sorry. <laughs> Sophie, what is this? My bath is so much fun.
1: <laughs> I have a bath in my flat, but I don't use it. I feel like the only time it gets used is like when we bathe Oscar. It's like I knew you were going to say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant.
1: I don't know I just I don't mind baths like when I was younger I used to take them um but I actually I don't know I just prefer a shower a really hot shower to the point where like it hurts you're
0: such a weirdo I'm really worried about you I know Why? your I massage know. has to hurt
1: your shower has to scold you, are you I okay? just love I hate feeling cold like I guess my two worst feelings are being cold and tickled like I just have to feel <laughs> super warm like I just like love a hot shower
0: One, like, I hate being too hot.
1: I'd rather be too hot than too cold.
0: I think I'd rather be too cold. I can't stand being too hot. I don't know what I'd rather be. That is a tough one, because I do hate being really cold, but I'd rather be, like, cool
1: than... Yeah, obviously you'd rather be, like, at a normal temperature, but I'd rather be hot. Like, it doesn't bother me as much as, like, actually feeling cold is, to me, like, the worst feeling.
0: Yeah, I can't say I'm being cold.
1: Yeah, Ellen, you're always cold as well. Like your body temperature. I'm always cold.
0: I'm always hot. It's
1: it's (laughs) terrible. I'm always so cold. I remember you would like bundle up for work because you were just always so chilly.
0: And I'd have, like, layers when I'd have, like, a thermal and then another top and then a jumper and, oh, even that wasn't enough. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you, Roman? Yeah. <laughs> and then I used to whack up the heating, do you remember? And yeah. our boss would get really annoyed Oh, uh, we would
1: not have got on, Ellen, if we were working together. <laughs> so if you'd be, like, opening the door, like, in the middle Literally, of the winter to cool it down.
0: Even, like Ash, want, like, Ash wants the heating on more than me in the house. I'm, like, put a bloody jumper on, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, especially please.
1: your your house can be quite like a greenhouse because all of your windows
0: oh my god yeah literally
1: so you need but your house is beautiful
0: thank you yeah it's so beautiful like your or kitchen just... is just like amazing
1: oh thanks it's amazing it really is I do feel very lucky amazing so what um what's your self-care tip so
0: um fresh air is a huge one for me and that is something I do every day I would I'm very grateful to have a garden and I'd much rather be sat outside than in the house just like at any given moment um like right else? now yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think it would pick a, like the mic would pick up on like the wind and the birds we won't be able to do it outside totally. um but yeah what else just anything with bear next to me that I guess that I don't know if you can call that self-care but it makes me feel happy <laughs> i think there's an interesting Aww.
1: element to that of like taking care of something else gives you a sense of like love does that make the sense fact,
0: yeah the fact that like bear so heavily relies on me is a nice feeling. <laughs> like,
1: i know exactly i know exactly he that makes that me mean.
0: feel needed <laughs> um what else baking is a big one for me i love baking um probably my skin stuff as well I love it when my skin feels all like dewy yeah and hydrated yeah that and I love just having a cup of tea like herbal tea I have so many different flavored teas and I'm like oh what what flavor do I feel like today <laughs> 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 yeah it's totally. quite simplistic for me but if I feel like splashing some money and I really don't do this often I know I go on about how much I love having massages but it we're talking like once every good few couple of months, good few couple of months, whatever <laughs> that is. Um, but yeah, I love being pampered so much. I really like. If I'm ever like super rich, I think I'd probably have to pay someone weekly. <laughs> You'd have like an oh my god, that would be the
1: dream an in-house masseuse. masseuse <laughs> but I would want to have chain-er.
0: it. Yeah, literally. But I wouldn't want to have it too much that it becomes unexciting. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah.
1: Totally. I think for me, um, like I don't like to feel rushed in the morning. So even if I start work at like eight, I have to get up and just like have that first cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. like really like just like no no other distractions, like no phone, just like sit down, enjoy my cup of coffee and just relax. And to me, that is like an element of like daily self-care because if I don't start my day like that, I tend to feel a lot more stressed yeah, just giving giving myself that like moment of just relaxation and just like calm before the storm. To me, just my morning cup of coffee is a hundred percent self-care. Um, mm-hmm. and that's something that I've been doing since I was younger. like, before I used to go to school, my dad would wake me up and like he'd wake me up because he like did my morning routine with me. Like my mom was at work like so early. Um, when I was growing up, she was at work by like six. Um, so my dad would get me up from school and as he would wake me up, he'd hand me a cup of coffee. I was like, 10. Oh my God, that's cute. <laughs> so like that's been something in my routine for ages. I would definitely say self-care is my walks. Um, definitely especially now because that's the only way I can get fresh air (laughs) is by going on
0: Mm. walks
1: um and then like we can open our windows but the people who live below us smoke cigarettes out their windows Mm. so like we keep our windows closed because like it walks into the house and that's like really there's like nothing worse than like a cigarette smell when you're not expecting it
0: or just ever yeah ever but like yeah (laughs) ever (laughs) 100%
1: but like when it's like Monday morning at 10 a.m that's like you least expect it and that's when Mm. it like hits you hard yes um so gross and then um my knitting my we're doing a puzzle I love that um I think just like anything it's weird anything that gets me off my phone I can like consider self-care because I feel like so much of my day and my work life like even in like my nine to five nine to five revolves around being on my phone
0: so Mm -hmm. anything that
1: like I can just put my phone down I feel like that's me taking care of myself
0: yeah no I completely agree with that because it is it is so difficult I find it really difficult to come off my phone it is hard it's so sad isn't it that we feel this Mm -hmm. way but it is tough it's because it's habit as well it's not just like oh I really want to check my phone it's just habit to have it in your hand and check it
1: Yeah. And especially Mm. during lockdown, unfortunately, like it's the only way that we can like really connect Connect. with everyone is through technology. And we're so lucky to have it. Like the fact that I could FaceTime my grandma in Florida from Mm. London is like the most amazing thing. But sometimes it's like just not having it in your hand can sometimes feel weird. You're like, oh, where's my phone? And it's like, you don't need it. Like, don't pick it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever... Have you ever done the thing where you're looking frantically for your phone and then you realize it's in your other hand? Yeah, literally. (laughs) Or like you're on the phone and you're like, where's my phone? Where's my
1: phone? All the time. I think that's when you know things are bad. That's like a big warning sign. But that actually happens to me all too often
0: yeah literally so true um cool. but I also find like lately like when I get anxious it's like not my security blanket but I go for it and I fiddle mm. like it's something that I can like focus which is like s- again it's like such a terrible habit but it's almost like my go-to yeah like when I'm feeling a bit oh you know yeah that's what I mean like it's just habit to like just have it it's almost like comforting
1: <laughs> it yeah. is it's like a security blanket
0: <laughs> yeah yeah which is terrible really yeah um, one last thing i wanted to ask because obviously like you've been through a bit of a journey like you said with your mental health and like what would you define as like your version of healthy now what do you mean like what does health mean to, or, like well-being mean to you like me personally like what do i do for yeah. my well-being is that what yeah. you mean yeah i guess hmm this is a tough one I guess trying to have balance like day to day. So mm-hmm. if that is, you know, like eating well and exercising, but also allowing yourself to not do that all the time and mm-hmm. being okay with that. Um, and I guess just taking care of yourself and sort of understanding when I am having a bit of a moment, mm-hmm. like a bit, a bit of an anxious moment and kind of like recognizing that and sort of like allowing myself to kind of like get through and not beating myself up about it which is something that I've learned over the last like 18 months and it is like an incredibly difficult thing to do and when I used to have like an anxiety attacks and things like that I would like beat myself down take it out of myself and get very frustrated with myself but now I've kind of like almost it doesn't happen all the time but I've turned a bit of a corner where I just being kinder to myself and being kinder to my mind and trying to keep that going and if I do have a bad day knowing it's all right because not every day is going to be great so I think just balancing all aspects really and putting myself first more yeah I think a lot of people when they think of like health and wellness in the forefront of their mind is like what they're eating and how healthy their food is but like Mm. I try and stress this to people all the time is that health and well-being is so much more than what you're putting in your mouth because I always use the example of like if you're stressing over a piece of cake all day and whether or not you should have it but you really want it but you're not going to that stress that you're putting yourself through is questionably like more detrimental than actually just having the piece of cake yeah absolutely I think it's you're totally right and yeah I think it is just having that balance with with everything, and if and if you know, being healthy and exercising is important to you. And I'm not saying that it's not important to me because it is. But that, like you said, that isn't health as a whole. Like that yeah. isn't health and wellness as a
1: whole. Like there's yeah. there's so many other aspects to it. So totally, there's
0: so many different yeah. things that make it up. Yeah.
1: And if you actually yeah. do spend too much time focusing on just the nutrition and the exercise, then other aspects of your general well being well being are going to suffer and have a knock on effect to that health and that food and exercise consumption. So if you're not looking after your yeah. sleep, then mm-hmm. your yeah. sleep is going to suffer. And then that's actually gonna have a knock on effect to the foods that you are eating and your exercise performance. So it's all kind of interconnected. So I think when you say that balance is important, it's such a weird word because, like, what does balance really mean? And, like, Mm -hmm. it's so different. And it's so, like, the whole concept of balance is that things are, and I'm doing this, like, hand scale with my (laughs) hands, that things are always shifting and, like, priorities are always shifting, but it's just maintaining as much balance as you can. And that, I think, is balance and flexibility to me are the two things that help define wellness
0: yeah totally
1: yeah but i
0: think as well like what, what you said just then you know how, I i imagine you know probably people from instagram or like your friends and things like that who have maybe gone through this period where they're exercising like crazy and they're eating really clean if you like um and then a few years down the line they've changed their mentality because they're not being as controlled with themselves and they're so much happier in their, in their mindset and their mental state. And Mm. they can reflect on that and say, okay, I looked really like fit and healthy and toned and so defined. And I was in the gym every single day, but actually now I'm still just as healthy
1: and my mind is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Okay. One thing I wanted to end on, um, which I love doing is your pit and peak of the wellness industry. And I think it's interesting because we interview so many people on this podcast and they all kind of come from like the health and wellness space. Um, and then obviously you come from a different like area of like design and mental health. So like, your interpretation of like the wellness industry I think is unique and I love hearing that because I think sometimes like Soph and I are blinded by just the amount of information out there what's science and what's what um Mm. but maybe like a third party viewer sees it really differently and I just find perspective is everything um so what would your pit and peak of the wellness industry be
0: what's your pit and peak first what would you say
1: I've always said that my like pit is like celery juice and my peak is like gut health. Um, so if what was yours, I feel like we need new ones.
0: Um, yeah, my pit was lemon water as a detox. Um, and I actually feel quite passionate about that because if you're solely drinking it to detox, like it's just eroding the enamel on your teeth. Um, and then my peak is the rise of non-diet nutrition. Okay. I suppose then, in- my pit is maybe the idea that if somebody says to you just stop worrying just try and stop worrying mm. like what that effect actually has so unhelpful so, <laughs> absolutely and you think like you think you know you're trying someone would be trying to help and they'll be like oh just don't worry about it and mm. in reality like for me like that that sentence would mean like absolutely nothing that would just go like straight over my head. Yeah. And then I guess, I guess the peak overall is just the awareness about how important mental and physical health are together. And yeah. I think that is coming together more. I still feel like we do have a long way to go Yeah, I agree. Um, because mental health is invisible if you like most of the time. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're both rising and people are now more aware that they are just as important as each other is probably my peak. Yeah. Um and I think someone else said this to me um again the other day which was really interesting you know if if you were to break your leg you wouldn't be expected to handle it on your own. Mm. Right? So you you broke you're, you or you've broken a bone you wouldn't not go and get it fixed. You wouldn't mm. not go and try and seek help. Yeah. And that is the same with mental health even though you can't always see it. Mm. It's it's the same concept. Yeah. I agree.
1: I completely agree. I think that's a great way to end on just because mental health um, is invisible doesn't mean that you don't need the services available as someone with something that is visual. Um, yeah. So if you yeah. are struggling with mental health, please, please, please reach out to a healthcare professional, whether it be your GP or a psychologist, or even if you just want to start by reaching out to a friend or family, um, mm-hmm. don't hold it in. Um, do reach out, do seek help, and don't be embarrassed. Like, I can probably i know it's like the statistic is like one in four people struggle with mental health but like i will argue that like everyone does whether they admit it or they don't like we all have Mm -hmm. elements in our life whether they're permanent or they kind of come more in and flows that we all struggle at times no one is a robot yeah and we'll
0: share some links in the show notes as well um uh some resources for mental health
1: yeah, and it's kind of a nice note um, because today is Sunday, so it's the last week of Mental Health Awareness Week um, here in the UK. So I know this will go out on Wednesday, so a bit late to the game, but just as mm-hmm. relevant. Um, please go follow. Always relevant. Always relevant. Yeah, always relevant. Always relevant please go follow um, Ellen on my names underscore Ellen on Instagram and get to her Etsy shop and buy some of her prints because like they're so uplifting to hang up like where you need them most.
0: Definitely.
1: Thanks, pal. Thanks
0: for coming on, Ellen. It's been so nice Uh, talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yay. Amazing. And as always, please rate, review and subscribe and follow Forking Wellness on Instagram.
0: Yeah. Bye guys. Bye.